Stay the f at home. The Rona is spreading. This is no joke. It's no time to work or roam. The way you can fight it is simple, my friends. Just stay the f at home. Now, technically, I'm not a doctor, but mother listen when I read a poem. So here I am, Sam and Jackson, imploring you, keep your ass at home. If you want things to get back to normal, don't panic. Just use your dome. Wash your hands, stop touching your face, and stay the f at home. Mother it's no time to gamble. Look around, you're not at a casino. Just stay the f home as if your name was Trenton Quarantino. Sure, you can still see your friends. Use the mother app on your phone. But unless you just ran out of groceries, please stay the f at home. Thank you for doing your part to flatten the curve because that is steep. And now that you're home, please feel free to go the f to sleep. Be it. anyone that wears a burgundy colored sweater <laughs> oh then what are we doing working for tim sabian <laughs> uh, when you see someone with a burgundy uh colored sweater no good man how about little steps robert he's got some of the boleros in burgundy yeah i've seen him rock some burgundy right you've seen him mikey and the vests he has burgundy vests he's got too. burgundy Does he really vests. yeah sure I, tortoise I, shell uh, tortoise shell buttons i didn't take a, a, a hard left off the road but that goes back to coffee and maybe some of the people that work at Dunkin' Donuts and they like to wear burgundy sweaters. Mm. So they're not creaming your coffee properly. I think that I think Dunkin' Donuts, at least in, in New Jersey, has a language barrier problem. See, I'm going with something here, but I, I was too scared to, to say Middle Easterns. <laughs> well, the, the ones mine Middle are Easterns Middle love wearing burgundy sweaters. Mike oh. knows. <laughs> Is it true? I can't comment on that. You crazy? I'm not going to profile anyone. <laughs> oh, look around. Look around in, in your city. You'll see burgundy sweaters worn pretty much mostly by Middle Eastern men. And they, It's starting to come to me a little bit. I'm starting to go through my mind. I think you <laughs> okay. might be right. <laughs> okay. I'm going through my Rolodex in my head. 
and all the all the Akbars are coming up burgundied up. <laughs> Half the Uber drivers wear burgundy sweaters. You know what? I'm not going to lie to you. Every single cab driver, burgundy sweater. You watch. And on Ubers, they like that burgundy Lexus, too, and the burgundy Camry, too. Yes, they do. That's a terrible color in general, right? Burgundy? Burgundy. I hate burgundy. So, And you know you know who gets burgundy cars and stuff? People uh, that don't call it burgundy, they call it wine. I want to choke them with ew, a, a piano wire. Ew, you ever really? hear that? Yeah. You saw my new Lexus? It's wine. No, it's not. <laughs> so that's people that are trying to like make burgundy a nicer color than it really is. I hate burgundy. It's a terrible color. You're right. And some of the people that uh, uh, give me my coffee in the morning might be wearing burgundy sweaters. That's sort of where I was going with that. I know mm. it's a little bit of a stretch. And well, I, I was going to say because McDonald's old uniform was a burgundy sweater. That's why. Really? It's burgundy with the gold arches. Then maybe that's where I got that from. Maybe. <laughs> right. That's what we were talking about. At least you brought it all together, thank God. That's what we were talking about, Mex. <laughs> I'll tell you the best coffee, though. Fast food-ish. Yeah. It's an ish place. Mm. Wawa. Pretty damn good. Wawa's coffee is better than Dunkin' Donuts. At certain times of the day. At, if you go to a Wawa that's not busy, wow. I go Wawa. I go 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven? This is my list. My top four, because I can't come up with a fifth. <laughs> so he basically... No, I'll, I'll put Starbucks. Mike, as... he's, he's definitely just telling us the places he goes. Yeah, of course. No, no. This is not a research list. This is just like, uh, let me see. By my house in the beach, <laughs> Wawa. <laughs> and then by my apartment, 7-Eleven. <laughs> this is such no, no. Upper West Side list. Zabars for bagels. <laughs> Zabars. <laughs> Jesus. No. No. When I'm in New York City, I go to the lo- the local coffee shops that really take pride in their in their actual coffee. Sometimes you have to wait ten minutes for it, and I'm like, relax, it's not that complicated. But besides that, it's a good cup of coffee. Okay. So, but when I'm on the road or going out to the creepy cabin and all that, right? The f- this is my top five if I can't get to my local coffee shop. I go Wawa number one. Okay. Seven Eleven number two. D and D number three. D and D. That's Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Okay. And then I go four is McDonald's. Okay. And believe it or not, r- rounding out my top five, and it's not a top five; it's the worst. Starbucks in the fifth spot. Wow. There See, well, go. that list is just disjointed and <laughs> no, it's cobbled not. together just with personal <laughs> insight. <laughs> you agree with as Wawa? A, as a, Wawa's pretty good, but it's inconsistent. What I like about coffee at McDonald's is. It's not the best, but it's always exactly the same. Starbucks, it can get really sour, gets really weird. Yeah. Dunkin' Donuts, man, you get you get one of those where you get one of those little Dunkin' Donut kiosks like the one in the airport, and they're serving fucking socks. Right. You know what I mean? Pureed <laughs> socks. Right. And then uh, but McDonald's, everywhere you go, it's perfect. It's exactly the way it tastes and everything. And that's what I love about McDonald's. As a chef, I love their consistency. Mm-hmm. No matter where you are, I could be in Florence, Italy. It tastes exactly the same. Do you know how hard that is? You know how much training that takes? Is it really training? Yes, it's absolutely training. Or is it, or is it the food that's already prepared and these dummies no, they, just have to throw it on a grill? Well, first of all, dumb, yeah, I'm not going to fight with you on the dummies part. Because if you go to a McDonald's. I love dummies, though. <laughs> <laughs> we live in a PC culture, so if you like, if you take a shot, then you got to follow it up with. Uh, but I love dummies, so I love dummies. Though, Ho- holler out to the, shout out to the dummies. <laughs> <laughs> 
but uh, shout out Tummies. No, but, haven't they? All right, but haven't they taken all uh, all the thinking out of the fast food joints? But that is takes my a point? lot of thinking. That takes a lot of thinking. For example, I tell chefs all the time: you want to learn how to run a kitchen, or you want to learn new systems. Yeah, just stand in front of a McDonald's and watch them put stuff together. It's the perfect system. Okay, they're able to take somebody who doesn't want to be there, yeah. who's not getting paid a lot, who hates his job, and makes them produce. Right. That is genius. That's absolute genius. It's really easy to pay someone a hundred grand, you know, put a chef jacket on him, say, <laughs> "Yeah, you're the man." Yeah, and give him free margaritas every three hours, and he's going to make you know stuff for you. But and, and they make you believe that you might be the one out of ten thousand employees that gets the college scholarship. No, really? Do they have? That? Oh, you haven't seen the commercial? No, I think it's McDonald's, right? Oh, I hope he's making shit up again. No, you know this commercial? No, I don't. I think it's McDonald's, so all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden the manager calls all his workers around. Right. So you got 10 or 12 workers around, and then you got the black kid, and then the manager goes, hey, congratulations to whatever his name is. You got a scholarship. And he kind of rubs it in the face of everybody else that's working at that McDonald's. Like A scholarship of what? He gets to go to college or something. What happens if he doesn't want to go to college? What happens if he wants to be a Mickey D guy, a lifer? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, Joey. Greg. Insert it right here. Everybody, two seconds. Dear Sebastian, after careful consideration of your application, it is with great pleasure that we offer our congratulations on your acceptance. Through the tuition assistance program, every day McDonald's helps more people go to college. It's part of our commitment to being America's best first job. These guys are all making about minimum wage. The manager calls them all around to announce this one guy got a scholarship for school. And I, 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 am I the only one that thought this commercial is incredibly wrong on so many levels? Ah, you, you think everything is wrong on so many levels. You're on the Upper West Side. Well, you think too much. Well, why would the manager call everybody around that isn't going to get the, the scholarship and, and announce it to the one kid? Can't you do that privately in the dumb, shitty office in the back with that the is, mops? That is America 101. What do you mean? Rubbing shit in people's faces. Everything we do is to rub people, shit in people's faces. Yeah. You know, you're on the highway with a Ferrari. You know, when I'm driving my buddy's Ferrari and I look at people's faces and they're just, oh, they're, they're sitting there with their giant wife with the lazy eye. She's wearing a bib. <laughs> the kids are in the back eating paste. They're not going to, they're not going to even make it to a state school using a six-year-old minivan and I'm in a Ferrari smoking cigarettes inside of a fucking full leather Ferrari. Let me tell you something. That is America. And then, uh, do you make it hurt by, uh, changing lanes and missing their front bumper by an inch? Oh my, you know what I? Uh, the, when I was in a Ferrari 430 going to from Atlantic City to Philly. Right. And Wow, that must have taken you 15 minutes. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. So um, I was in the car, and I said, uh, you know what? I'm going to dole out some street justice today. Yeah. So I'm driving down a highway, and every like little rice rocket I would see, you know, with all the stickers and stuff, <laughs> right. I would just get behind it and hit the horn of the European horn, wah, 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 and the lights, and like pull up next one, like, let's go. And then you see like two teenagers in their stupid Subaru Impreza with a wing on it, and they're sweating bullets. They're like, holy shit. And I'm like, you want stickers, motherfucker? This is what you get by putting stickers on your car. Now there's a great white on the fucking road. Wow. And just bury them. Really? Good for you. Oh, it was the best. And coming back from Philly, there was a minivan, right? right. And there was three kids, like three young boys, like, uh, I don't know, like eight, eight through 14. And they're banging on the back window, and I'm behind them. And they're, wow, looking at the car, wow. So I pull up next to them, 
and I, you know, you you, have, you hold both paddles in, and it'll go into neutral. It's a paddle show. Yeah. And I'm rah, 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 with the engine, and the kids are going nuts, and the dad's with his Philly Eagles hat, and he's going nuts. So I take off. I see the front of the video that the dad got so excited with the three kids. The thing's like floating up in the air. He's going full fucking steam. And I would slow down. The guy's going like 100. And I would take off again and slow down and take off again. Those kids had the time of their life. They're licking the window. They're all with their eagle shit going fucking nuts. And, and the dad's got flop sweat. And the dad is fucking sweating. And he's like, fuck, finally, some did somebody, somebody's did something for my fucking shitty kids. <laughs> that was cheaper in Disney World for those kids. We're, was, we're alive, kids. We're, we're alive, alive, kids. Look at that fucking dude. He's living. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, man. That was fun. Good times. Good times. Did <laughs> Have you ever thrown golf balls at other cars on the highway? Yep. Oh, you have? Yep. We used, to, we used to put, uh, we used to have snowball fights. We used to sit by the side of the highway. Yeah. And put rocks in snowballs and throw them at the cars and just blow them out. I got a great snowball. Go ahead. I got a great snowball throwing story. I know you do. I really did. Did one of the twins die in it? <laughs> <laughs> this is out there in Centerport. We used to live on a very, very busy road. <laughs> Watch you spit. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that Romy had when he was a kid was shitty. Like Centerport, we lived on the highway. Like it was, it was always something. You know what I mean? Like couldn't just he couldn't live in a cul-de-sac. He could. He's like, we lived on the on-ramp of Centerport. <laughs> God, I, you know what I think when you tell me these stories? Meaning a square, I should say. In my mind, fan. I'm like, I wish you're, I can go back in time somehow and finagle it with like a wormhole or something and have your dad marry Marie. <laughs> oh, my God. And just let her feel what, what, what real life is like. Because, I, I mean, now I know a lot of stories with Opie. That guy's always gotten beat by checks. No, my, my dad went through hell and back. I remember as I started, I started slowly discovering that my dad was a full-blown player. As I was getting, like, the stories that he would tell me and, the, and what I would see were two completely different things. Like, right. he would lecture me and stuff. And I remember we, were, uh, we went to Aruba. We always went to, on nice vacations because that, that was what my mother liked to spend money on. She loved going to islands. That was her thing. She didn't want to go to Paris. I mean, she couldn't even spell in Spanish, let alone fucking English or French. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. She was like sound lady. Ooh, 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 and you make a left, you know? But she loved, vaca she loved vacations, and Aruba was one of her favorite places because it didn't rain. And that's one of the things. When you're, you don't have a lot of money, you don't want to go on vacation somewhere where it's going gonna, it's gonna to rain, and that's a big problem in tropical islands. Yeah, of course. So we go to Aruba. The minute we get there, I hustle my brother. They gave us each $300 for the week. Two minutes in, I hustled my 300 out of my brother. I said, I told him, Dad wants the money back because he wants to give us smaller bills. He's like, okay. So he gives me the money. That was all false. Right. So now I'm 600 in. I go down to the front desk. I am. What a, what a move, by the way. That was a nice move, right? Strong. Strong. So I was, thir I was 13. I go to the front desk. I said, uh, where's the go-go bar? They said, at 13? At 13. Did you look 13 when you were 13? I look exactly like I did now, with a car and a wife and everything. <laughs> <laughs> you did, right? Oh, dude. You were the first to hit puberty in your... I was born with a boner and giant pubes. Jesus, good for you. Yeah, no, I, I, could, I could buy beer at 13, 14, right. back then. 
I had a fake ID. Uh, and plus, I knew the... Yeah, but uh, yeah, I could do it. Wow. So uh, I asked where the, where the go-go bar is, and I'm with my older buddy, this kid, Eddie Matos, which is my boy. My brother's fucking waiting for his money back in the room. Like, when's you coming? I want to go to the arcade. <laughs> so me and Eddie go to the go-go bar. We skip out on dinner or whatever. We go to the go-go bar, and as soon as we walk in, we get a drink, and guess who walks in right after us? Mm. Jesse Ruiz, my dad. No. He was going. He was making a beeline for the go-go bar. Good for him. And they open the shade, and there's my dad, and he looks at me and Eddie, and he look, and I'm like, this is going to be the... I go, Eddie, we're going to fight for our lives here. This guy's going to murder us. He's going to rip a stripper arm off, sharpen her bone, and stab us in the chest with it. Yeah. Comes in, sits right next to us. He goes, what are you drinking? Like, uh, Johnny Blacks. He goes, I'll take one. Wow. That was it. It was clean. Sat, he had drinks with us, didn't really talk to us. Right. Put his little dollars, grabbing titties, grabbing buck, grabbing ouchies everywhere, but nobody said nothing. Wow. Then he goes, he goes, all right, gentlemen, have a good day. We're like, all right, man, take care, Dad. He's like, all right, Uncle, uh, bye. <laughs> that was it. Well, I want to know what happened when you all were back in the house. Like, like it never, like ne- nothing like happened. We it, we never talked about it. It didn't exist, and that's when I started. That was my first introduction to man code. That was my first introduction to man code, and, it, and I was like, all right, there's a, there's an unspoken law here. He was testing you. This guy must be a G. And 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 to the day, you know, he has Alzheimer's now, but I no, that was never spoken about. Right. You know, and 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 then the next day was a big stink because my brother's like, I have no money. <laughs> but, 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 at, at breakfast, you know what I mean. And my father, he realized that that might be a wrinkle. In something. So he didn't want to say, give me the money, because he didn't know if I spent it or not. So he just went in his pocket, peeled, peeled it out, and gave it to my wow. brother. And my brother's like, and then he stopped. My brother's like a bird. And you give him a, <laughs> you give him a worm. He doesn't investigate any further. What the fuck? What was that all about? Why does Carl have <laughs> braids in his hair and fucking coral necklace? Because I bought all, I bought everything from the gift shop. I had an Aruba t-shirt and a windbreaker, and this fucking asshole's fucking... You know what what I love about this podcast? Between my fucked up grown up stories and your stories, Mm -hmm. man, we can't be beat. No, man. Hey, buddies, Creamy Butters checking in from the apocalypse. Uh, I just got laid off. I'm not mad at my company. Uh, my company had a tremendous downturn uh, because of this coronavirus situation. Uh, it, we are an American company, American certified. We make most of our stuff in America. And still, uh, we got wiped out. Uh, 50% reduction in workforce. Not mad at my company at all. Uh, I want to, this kind of speaks to the to some of the division that I think in this current situation, maybe we're getting over. Uh, I hope my company gets bailed out. I really appreciate and applaud the Republicans uh, in in what they did with this recent uh, bill that they're trying to get passed to help businesses out to get uh, you know to help make up for some of the business loss and keep these businesses alive and thriving. I also want to thank the Democrats for keep making sure that the the unemployment insurance goes up a little bit because I'm going to need it right now. Let's check in with a guy that has two jobs. My buddy uh, C Zone, uh, take it away, C Zone. Hey, how's it going, Opie? C-Zone coming at you just outside of Geneseo, New York, and just south of Rochester, New York. I thought I'd take a moment and just address a couple of things, if I could. 
I work in the restaurant industry. I deliver food all over the place. In this time where everybody is completely stressed out, do me a favor. Be nice to your delivery guys. Well, because one, we're delivering your food, and two, we can spit in your food before we get to your house. Not saying that I've ever done that, but if you piss off the wrong person, who knows? Be nice to us. We're face-to-face with everybody every day, and we don't know who's sick and who's not, so we're basically risking our ass for a pizza. I also volunteer for a local ambulance company and EMS service. If you call 911, give the 911 operator a heads up. If you have any flu-like symptoms, or if you have the remote chance that you believe you've been exposed to this coronavirus, or COVID-19 as the hipsters are calling it, your heads up gives us the chance to put on our proper protective gear. So we are not going to, one, catch this virus, or two, be able to transmit it to anybody else. Your Heads Up also gives us peace of mind knowing that we're not going to go home and transmit this virus to any of our family or friends. Everybody, please remember, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. In this time where everybody is, one, probably really scared, unnerved, just be nice. We will get through this. Do the social distancing thing. And hey, you can always sit home, listen to your favorite podcast, the Opie Radio Podcast, while you're alone eating pizza. And as long as you don't, uh, well, choke on the pizza, I don't have to come pick you up in the ambulance. Have a good one, Ope. Thanks, Butters. That's great advice to sum it up. Don't be a bitch. Don't be a bitch. Never be a bitch ever again. You know, it's a new age. Let's not be a bitch. Uh, just don't be a bitch. Uh, next up is a guy that's never a bitch. Chef Lou. Hello, it's Lou checking in. This uh, Wuhan-style kung flu fucking everything up, buddy. Fucking stock market's tanking. The millennials are gathering at beaches to weaponize themselves to fucking kill Nana and shit. People freaking out. Everything's all fucked up. Uh, every, everybody's stuck at home, bored as shit. You know, it's a vacation for everybody who works at offices, but uh, people who work from home, it's uh, it's kind of suck because now everybody that we uh, usually have eight hours a day away from... They're all here in our faces, bugging the fuck out of us. So uh, I think they should give some sort of stimulus aid package to people who work from home so that way we can rent office space in the city to get the fuck away from our family so we don't kill each other. So anyway, just bored checking in, seeing how shit was going with you. I think I'm about to uh, down a bunch of eat your, eat your coffee and a handful of fucking blue chews and torture my old lady for a bit. And hey, if, if I go too far... At least airlines are cheap, but right now I can send her ass back where I fucking found her. All right, much love, brother.